Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the emotional meatball. He's still alive. He's still alive. I had Dr. It's Frankenstein. He came. Dr. Frankenstein came and put my shit back together. Not that good of a job, but I'm able to talk and I am here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Rocky Stucci's Situation Room. I'm telling you, just producing this energy right now hurts my face. What's up? You know, it's 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 a wonderful thing to see and, and it's a... It's a great call out to the human spirit when you can see somebody who has the pallor of death like you do hanging about him like a shroud, still able to talk on the radio. Wow, bro. That was like poetic shit, man. What's up? Hey, yeah, of course it was. He says, of course it was. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Folks, hey, corpse. I just want to thank you guys really quick. I, I don't want to get too much into the whole stupid ass face thing. Um. I was misdiagnosed. You guys, a lot of you have already seen the stream. I told Scotty, I said, let's not talk. We got a lot of things we got to cover. I just want to give you guys just a, a quick, quick, quick update. They misdiagnosed me. They said I had um, neurological compression. Maybe I still do. I don't freaking know. I'm sick and tired of this crap. So the doctor told me that I did not need to take antibiotics because he believed it had nothing to do with the face. You know what I'm saying? And so I didn't take any antibiotics, which allowed these impacted teeth to continue to get worse. And the impacted tooth turned into an infection, which went from my back ear all the way across to the other side of my face and my chin. And it was probably the most horrifying experience I had next to breaking my jaw. So here's where we're at. In three weeks, I have to go see a surgeon. On the 21st of October, I have to go in and see a surgeon. They got to take a bunch of my teeth out. And they also are going in, and on the other side of my face, I have that big plate in my jaw, and there's a bunch of screws in there that they are also going to be taken out as well. So it's going to be kind of a big-time surgery. Don't know how long. It's basically, what they're going to do is they're going to rip my face apart. That's that's bottom line. And um, I bet you they're going to make you shave again, too. Oh, dude. Oh. I didn't even the think horror. about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not shaving. I'm not shaving. I don't give a shit what they say. I ain't shaving shit, bro. What's up? There you go. I can't shave my face. You tell them. Dude, I'm not shaving my face. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't you. either. I wouldn't either, Roberts. So so anyways, um, thank you, everybody. Uh, I appreciate you all. Uh, I told Scotty before the show started, as you can see, you can see, see how my lip is still kind of messed up here. Uh, it kind of looks elephant manish, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I got like it, it's it, and and dude, this looks really good compared to what it was a few days ago. Um, that's like like you got a little brother growing out of the side of your face or something, dude. Maybe it's an alien, bro. What's up? Don't you look at my brother? Don't you look at my <laughs> brother? What was I gonna say? Uh, something about shaving and I ain't shaving shit. Uh, the swell, the swelling, how it, the other day it was even, Oh dude, it looked like I had a golf ball in my mouth. It was the weirdest thing. I sat there in the mirror and I just stared at myself for like a half an hour. I'm like, my God, that's just not normal. Um, but the people, I, I overcame my fear and I went to the dentist and they were fan freaking tastic. It was all chicks too, by the way, they held my nice. hand. I had a tear that came down my face. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they they oh. wiped the tear away them, from me. Took the smock of Dude, she wiped the tear for me, dude. It was romantic, bro. It was romantic. Nice. What's up? You got to like that. That's the only upside. You know, it's like the doctor I had in Utah when I had the heart attack. You know? 
No. You remember the blonde with the white coat? Oh, yeah, bro. What's up? So I just want to thank Crestview Dentistry um, for treating me like the baby I was and making me feel comfortable because of how they treated me, Roberts, actually helped me overcome 70% of my fear of the dentist. They gave me a Novocaine shot, dude, and I didn't freak out. So I'm just saying. It's nice. So it, it's all in the approach. And so thank you again to Crestview Dentistry. And uh, you, you're all our amazing women. And I, you know, dude, that's kind of sexist that they don't have any men working in their dentist. Who cares? I don't even <laughs> care. Dude, you I want to cradle happy. my head in your bosom while you work on my teeth. It's kind of, it's kind of embarrassing though, when you go into the dentist and you know, you got some teeth because I got some teeth knocked out over the years. Don't be shocked, but I got some teeth knocked out over the years over here. So it's kind of embarrassing when you got some bad back teeth. You get some hot chick getting all up close in your face and shit. You know what I'm saying? Looking at that shit all up close. Oh, I'm embarrassed about my teeth, you know. You know what I'm saying, dude? For real. And I yeah. told him that. I says, listen, don't judge a brother, okay? Don't judge a brother. And they started <laughs> laughing at me, dude. They're like, oh, my God, if you could only see the things we see in here. I, you know, I once, it was like in 2007 when Rainy and I flew to Washington, D.C. And something with the pressure in the cabin. It cracked a tooth in mine. <sighs> I'm just sitting there in the plane, and I feel it just goes, Bleh! and I go, what was that? Dude. And I had this big crack subdividing my tooth. That's horrible. And I let it go for like 10 years. Oh. Before I finally went in. Why? Because I didn't want to get my teeth worked on. Are you? Do you have that fear, Roberts? Do you have that uh, fear? It's not like a fear, like a claustrophobia. It's not like a dentophobia. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever yeah. they want to call it. So. It was just like, maybe uh, part of it was, I'm going to save my money so I can buy replacement teeth, not just have it yanked out of there because my insurance doesn't cover. They'll they'll cover a, a bridge, but they won't cover a replacement. Dude, do you think there's a conspiracy going on within the dental industry? Because at my job, I get the best dental package there is, and yep. it's shit. You know what I'm saying? Well. Half of it, I talked to a dentist about that, one of my dentists about it, and he said something like, he says, what we're paid back from the insurance company, he said, is a fraction on the dollar. He says, it doesn't really even cover the hygienics of cleaning the room afterwards. And he said, so it's really, uh, there's a lot of dentists don't even offer certain kinds of insurance. They won't even take it. And I got the best. I got, well, I don't know if Delta Dental's the best, but I, to my understanding, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, you know, and then there's the least. So, so I'm looking into getting these implants, right? So yep. for a full mouth, dude, for a full mouth, top and bottom, they're talking like 40,000 freaking dollars, yeah. bro. Yeah. Now here's something interesting. If you remember, we, uh, when we were doing the paradigm symposium, we had, uh, Robert, who had moved into town and wanted to work with us. And he had really bad teeth from some accident said, or something. Some agent right? He was in contact yep. with when he was in Iraq. And uh, he had all his teeth pulled and replaced. And it cost him cash. He paid $42,000 to have his whole mouth rebuilt. All Dude, his teeth. That's incredible, man. That little. Now, my mom had the same thing done. Yeah. She lives down in Yuma, Arizona. She had this done like five, six years ago, and uh, she just went across the border to Mexico. Yep. It cost her like 1200 bucks to get the same thing done. You know, I know people that that's what they do. They, they, when they need major dental work done, what they do is they hop on a plane, 
They go on a two-week vacation to Mexico. They go down to Mazatlan. And, uh, and, and you know, when we say Mexico, right away, we're thinking like the Egyptian dentist that John used to go to that looked like a freaking <laughs> yeah, horror set movie. set up out on the street corner. Right. Um, they actually have amazing dental offices down in certain areas of Mexico. And so they go down there, and the amount that they spend for their two-week vacation plus the dental is still over half the amount cheaper than what they would have paid just for the dental yeah. work up here. It's it's unreal. And you just want to start going, na 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 go to get my teeth worked on. Olay. Right. Dude, something's just off, you know, with with our entire medical industry. Something is just off with our entire dental industry. Um, we constantly in this country get raped blind. There are people that live through chronic pain, such as you, Robert. So, you know, you had your hip surgery and you had to wait an extra like seven, eight months. I still limp. So to, to think oh. about it though. So, and, and so, and then here's me, I wait an entire weekend to go in to the hospital because I don't want to go on the weekend and have to pay the emergency room bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And it, it just, and this is again, where we get pissed off or we see people come here illegally and then demand, you know, to get these things for free and then cry foul when they don't get it or cry racism or cry some kind of bullshit. This is one of those things where I have to say, I understand the idea of not having the federal government control healthcare. They shouldn't. Uh, but at the same time, I understand the need for there to be some kind of, pardon the word, socialized medicine. Something that it's mostly, I see it as things that help people who are falling through the cracks. People who don't have the money to get certain things done, and therefore they're either put on a waiting list or they can't get the treatment. How, how can somebody who makes 12 or $13 an hour with, they can't. with some generic ass health benefits package, which basically doesn't cover shit, uh, how are they expected to maintain their health? When they won't go to a doctor because they can't even afford the copay. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's it. You know, I have known people that were making very little money. They were on state health care in Minnesota and it, they had to have dental work done it, um, with a, with a root canal, they had the root canal done. The root canal is covered, but the crown is not covered or any afterwork of the root canal was not covered by their state insurance. And so in essence, what they had was, and some people go, well, hey, if you have to have it done, you better get it done. But what about people who don't make enough money to say, I've got $1,100 in my account to buy a crown for my tooth. Hmm. $1,100 for them represents probably their rent for a month, depending on if they have a cheap, crappy place. Did you know that here in Wisconsin, uh, right over, uh, there's a little bar down by the railroad tracks in Wisconsin here, and they put up a new apartment building back there, brand new, not even luxury apartments. And the sign says something to the effect of two bedroom apartments for $16.50 a month. Jesus Christ, bro. What? $16.50? We pay $13.75 a month to rent our townhome and it's three bedroom. And we're looking to get into a house, of course, get some property and get into a house. But right now, when we had assessments done for taxes last year, the assessor said, 
Do you know that you are the most expensive place in New Richmond? Right? Not no more. Not no more. Not no more, bro. That's right. That's a lot of money. And and try to expect. What do you do about that, Rocky? What do you do with a citizenry who there's a huge percentage of American citizens that don't make a lot of money that make under fifty thousand dollars a year? And could you imagine making under fifty thousand a year, raising three boys, mm-hmm. um, and uh, having to pay for health care, having to pay for all that stuff uh, out of your paycheck? And still having to come up with what's needed. It, it ends don't meet. Right. So there is a problem in the United States. As conservative as I am about things, I understand that. I remember my grandfather, my Jewish grandfather, who was a communist. He, we disagreed on a lot of stuff. He was a and Jewish. Was, he was a Jewish communist. He was a Jew. He was a socialist and just a nudge to be a communist. Okay. And uh, he was showing me in the 50s, he was a union organizer in Ohio, and he was showing me pamphlets that the other side was putting out, calling uh, calling him a communist. But he said to me once, he was a world traveler, and he was the epitome of the guy who could write the book on traveling the world on $4 a day. That's just the way he was. And uh, But he met a lot of people out there, very common, uh, the common folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the poor folk. And and he used to tell me, he says, there is no reason. He says, in this country of great wealth, he says that anybody in this country, the United States should fall through the cracks. Right. And not be taken care of. No, no, because and, uh, the better we become, Scotty, the more we get raped. The more we get freaking raped. You, you know, we talk about middle class. We talk about lower class. Even the middle class can't afford shit anymore, bro. Inflation yep. keeps going up. The average median household continues to stay the same, if not drop. Um, you know, it's we. So here's the thing. So I work with I work with union members, right? And this is where I viciously support unions is because people deserve the right to a livable wage. Yes. So this is where I ran into conflict about the minimum wage debate throughout the entire country. Um, now, the people I work with, I want to be very clear about this. The people I work with are skilled trade employees. They have all went to school. They've all got educated on a specific trade or skill. And then they go into this program that's a union program, and they make very good money. I have issues with paying somebody the amount of money to flip hamburgers that are that are at the same pay rate as somebody working in the EMS, you know, going and yeah. saving people's lives. These people that work for fire departments and EMS and ambulances, they go through excessive schooling and excessive education to be able to get this job. So I don't want anybody to confuse my comment when I say everybody deserves a livable wage. There still right. has to be effort put into what you're doing to substantiate a livable wage, right? Agreed. You know what I'm saying, brother? I do. And I think this is going to, and this is why that I wanted to talk about this topic with Scotty today on this program in regards to a word that I do not use lightly. I actually frown against talking about it, but what we want to talk about after I cover one more quick subject is i want to talk about civil war um because the only reason i'm bringing this up is because while i've been laying on the couch for the last six days i've had the opportunity to watch all types of news that's what and documentaries but 
It is amazing, Scotty Roberts. It is amazing, Cannoli, on how radicalized our political system has gotten to dethrone somebody from office. Yeah, um, so truth. that's that's what we're going to talk about here uh, for the rest of the show. But before I continue, I made a post yesterday, and um, the suicide thing is something that yeah. hits home to us. Uh, something that Scott and I, we've talked about numerous times in the past because we try to recognize the suffering throughout the world. We've been there. We understand it. We see it. We feel it. We empathize and we sympathize with it. My boy comes home yesterday and I'm going to be showing a picture here, Roberts. <sighs> My boy comes home yesterday to find out that one of his buddies from his school committed suicide. And I'm showing a picture right now, which is on my Facebook timeline that my buddy Scott Dibbett sent to me. There's actually two students within the last how many months that have committed suicide. And uh, the girl on the left, her name is Bailey. And the boy on the right, his name is Preston. And I, I'm just, okay, I got to take that picture off because I, I can't look at it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Scotty, first off, our prayers, I don't give a shit. I'm so sick and tired of saying, what do prayers matter? What do prayers matter? Well, you know what? They do matter, folks. We talk about intent, right? Send your love. Send your love to the family of Bailey and send your love to the family of Preston and send your love to the families throughout this entire planet that have children that take their lives what have we become, Scotty, as a society, as a society, to where a child, all the way down to the age of nine years old, is so willing to take their life? Uh, if you're asking me, I, I don't have an answer for that. I, I can tell you that when I was a child of nine, my friends and I, there weren't there was nobody in our circle that ever talked about suicide um, at that age. And we're talking, you know, 40 to 50 years ago. And uh, it didn't really even hit us much in our teens, although teens is a large segment of suicide. I think you look at people like, and this is not to criticize, it's to pull out an example, like uh, Greta Thunberg. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at her emotional state, uh, what wasn't a put on anyway. And if there is somebody out there in their teen years that has that much anxiety foisted on them by society, by their parents, um, by whatever the externals are, whatever the internal anxieties might be or possible emotional problems that is somebody you would look at and say that's a person who is prime suicide candidate at least the way she presented herself and her emotions i think there were seeing a rise in that because of uh, kids first of all at the age they start thinking about that is usually at the age where their hormones are kicking in and they're starting to change. They're starting to mature. They're starting the, the 
the puberty process. And that's where a lot of the anxieties come in. But children have been dealing with that, Scotty, for thousands of years. Yeah, they have been. But what are the external factors on top of that now? Mm-hmm. There's, we've always had bullying. I mean, bullying is a part of, uh, I got bullied when I was a kid. Um, I never once thought of ending my life over it, but that's just me. There are other kids who might. And in today's day and age where we're being taught in schools that our country is coming to an end. hmm that our world is going to end, Mm -hmm. that there is nothing good to live for because this is the political process and trying to scare people into votes and into political support. Kids glean this stuff and kids don't always have the tools to process that stuff. Nor the resources. Yeah, you will see. And I don't know what I know about kids and suicide can fill a thimble. All I will say is that I know enough, having been a youth pastor in my past, that there are kids that will react more emotionally to things than adults will sometimes. And kids will commit suicide over things. Um, In the paranormal realm, if you will, the metaphysical, uh, I had that friend of mine who is a psychic. Teresa, right? Teresa. Teresa. She claimed that she was contacted by kids who had committed suicide to write a book about it. Do will you contact her tomorrow? Sure. Tomorrow morning and um, see if we can get her on this show. Um, I remember really quick, Scotty, we only got a couple minutes here for, sure. uh, for the segment. Um, you know that I interviewed that lady in Minneapolis uh, where yep. her uh, 11 year old daughter committed suicide. Yep. Um, she had a deformity on her face and she was adopted. She came up, I think from Columbia and, um, and Minnetonka is a very ritzy area here in the Twin Cities. Some it very young district. Yep, yep. Yes. And these children were so incredibly vicious to this child for years. Um, the mother found her 11-year-old daughter hanging in the closet. So, Scotty, you're right. It's, you know, when we talk about there is the internal struggle, you know, as, you know, puberty and, and the things yep. that the body goes through. There is that. And then, but I believe now when we look at society, we become a bunch of savage assholes and we are raising our children to become savage assholes and no compassion at all. And you're exactly right, Scotty, you're spot on. When we look at how we're allowing our new age children to grow up on top of the political hysteria bullshit that we have rammed down our throats every single day, every single day. And now we have students walking out of damn school because they believe that there's only 10 years to live on this planet because our bullshit cockroach political thugs are sitting here ramming this information down, indoctrinating our children. Our our, our educational system is educating this bullshit down our children's throat, and it is creating a massive effing panic. There are children, Scotty, that are going on medications because they believe they only have 10 years to live because of bullshit politicians ramming this shit so a small handful of corporations can make billions of dollars off our bullshit tax money over bullshit global warming. Yeah, thank you, Greta. Um, (laughs) I know know exactly what you're saying. I want to tell my friends on the left something, too. When this Greta girl 
attempts suicide or commits suicide or goes into a goddamn insane asylum, you know what? I blame all of you leftist psychopathic freaks. I blame all of you because you put this child on a pedestal because your blind ass is too stupid to do any research in regards to what's going on with this planet and what it's been doing for thousands of years. And now you put this girl on the pedestal and people are attacking the hell out of her. Is she mentally capable of dealing with global attack? There's kids in school that can't deal with this shit. They're in school, let alone a global community attacking this child. Folks, we're in big trouble. When we come back, are we on the brink of a civil war? Again, a topic I don't take lightly, a topic I prefer not to talk about. But we're talking about it. Rocky Stucci Situation Room on the other side of the microphone. Cannoli and me, the emotional beatball. Stand by. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you one thing that the Cannoli and myself are not apologetic about. And that's when we talk about the welfare of our children. Scotty has sleepless nights worrying about his children. I have sleepless nights worrying about my children. All of you have sleepless nights worrying about your children. To sit here and knowing that we're putting our children out into this world of savagery where adults are creating this, where politicians are creating this, and we are creating a world of monsters. And everybody says, what kind of planet are we leaving for our children? My question is, is, what kind of children are we leaving for this damn planet? There's the question that should be asked. And shame on all the politicians. Shame on our educational system. Shame on the parents that are raising savages that are creating this. And it breaks my heart that we're going to have to go to two funerals and bury children. Two funerals and bury children. And you know what? Nobody gives a shit. That's the problem in today's society. The chances are, just like the family of Minnetonka, she was shunted from her community. She was blacklisted from her community because their parents were assholes to that child. And those same parents looked at this woman whose child committed suicide as some kind of freak of nature. Well, who's the real freaks of nature when we look at the true facts of the situation? What is that happy medium between, have you ever had thoughts like this? I would love to just take my family and my kids and go off grid. Mm. It would be so nice to, you know, go take them. And I have thought very seriously about grabbing a, an RV instead of buying a house, loading my kids in it. We teach them at home. We go travel the country. We go see our history. We go see the national parks. We go see things and uh, do that for a few years with the kids. I have thought of what do you do if you go off grid completely? Um, it's like my grandfather, same Jewish grandfather I referenced, bought an island in the Honduras back in the 1970s. And he retired down there. He went down there. He was a dive master for a, sco- for a scuba diving master for a hotel, went completely off grid, living on the white sand beach in a, in a, in a hut and uh, had a great life. But uh, I look at that and I say, the problem with that is what happens then when I come to a time where my kids have to go into the world on their own? Mm -hmm. Have I prepared them? Are they aware of what's happening? Now, right now, even my oldest being 10, um, we don't expose them to the politics and stuff. They see me watching stuff about the president now and then. They ask questions about what is war. 
which we've talked about in the past. Mm -hmm. But how do you prepare your kids and at the same time isolate them? Uh, and by isolation, I don't mean weird, strange isolation. I, I used to say, I want to protect my children's innocence as long as is humanly possible uh, before they have to be exposed to the non-innocent. Some people would have the opposite point of view and say, you got to expose them right away. They got to know. They got to understand, but a child doesn't need to know all this stuff. Well, Scotty, I'm, I'm showing a video here. I just pulled yeah. it on the screen and you probably already saw it. This is, this is the children that we are leaving for this planet. And this is that elderly couple that is trying to walk across the freaking street. And you got these psychopathic freak cockroach thugs that are harassing and blocking the path of two elderly people. And the lady is using a walker. Do you think that elderly lady that's using the walker is there for any political reasons? No, but you know what? These little cockroaches are sitting here harassing elderly freaking people. So here's the question, Scotty. Everybody wants to blame somebody, right? Everybody wants to blame somebody. The left wants to blame the right. The right wants to blame the left. And, and then we look at our educational system. We look at our regulations. We look at societal issues. Who do we blame? You know, who's behind creating these radicalized groups? Why are politicians going after one and not the other? Why do we have such a hypocrisy within our system? Why is our educational system not teaching education but teaching hate? Why is it when my son goes to civics class, he has to watch CNN news for the entire freaking hour instead of actually learning real civics? So where do we start with the problem? Where does the problem start and, and how do we tackle it? This is the question. Here's the question. We are imploding, ladies and gentlemen, however you want to look at it. We are imploding as a society. We are at a pivotal point to where we have two directions to go, either the left or the right, and not politically speaking. We have two roads to take. One of them will keep us on course. We will keep the course. We will keep our constitution. We will keep our republic, or we can go the, the radicalized road. And we can create these psychopaths that we're already creating. We're on this pivotal point, Scotty, and I'm going to tell you something. I know people on the right that are getting extremely pissed off with the political bandstanding, with the with the Democrats playing their little bullshit against Donald Trump. Every single day, it's another accusation. Every single day, it comes out. 90% of these accusations have been proven false, but they continue to do it, and they're not doing their damn job. They're not doing what they got elected to do. They're sitting here focused on impeaching a president instead of looking out for the best interests of the people in their districts. Now, let's talk about districts. Look at San Francisco. Look at Los Angeles. Look at Chicago. Look at New York City. Look at Portland, Oregon. Look at Seattle, Washington. All democratically ran cities that are pro-communist left. And look at how their cities are disgusting. They are third world freaking countries. They want to give everything away for free. They're protecting illegal immigrants and they want to teach us morals, Scotty. Oh, they think they have a moral right to teach us. Hmm, morals. They ain't got moral shit, bro. <clears throat> and that's the problem. And uh, yes, because you do see a divide in this country. Like you said, without calling it liberal or conservative, call it left and right going one direction or the other direction. And I think that there is a direction that I think the, the side that does the, how would I say this? There's some very effective brainwashing going on mm. out there. And it's usually something that appeals to the selfish, selfish nature of people. Uh, what's in it for me? 
Um, it's the opposite of Kennedy's great ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Uh, what is that? Is that what's being touted nowadays? No. And a lot of these places or these groups, this mode of thinking will work to convince you that what they are doing with impeachment and all of these things is good for the country. This is the best thing for our children to not have this particular person running things or in charge of things, but their person would be the better. And you know what came to my mind? As funny as it seems, and as little as I respect the man, uh, the late Michael Jackson, Mm. entertainer, he had that song, uh, Man in the Mirror. Oh, yeah. Remember that? He said, he said uh, he would talk about these things in his own. He says, I'm talking to the man in the mirror. And uh, however he played that out in his personal life, I don't care. When that song came out, it had a lot of meaning to it. And that popped into my head, that phrase. And when we look at this stuff, all of this stuff, it's not looking at the other guy. You said everybody wants to blame everybody else. That's where it popped into my head is that uh, where where does the blame need to fall with me? What am I doing or not doing? What action or lack of action am I doing? What is it that Edmund Burke says, said? He says, all that's required for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And so what is the activity or inactivity that I'm engaged in? It all comes back to the man in the mirror. And you were going to talk about civil war. Mm-hmm which I also hate talking about. You hate the thought of that because civil war in this country right now wouldn't be waged across the sea. It wouldn't be waged in some foreign desert somewhere. It would be waged in our backyards. But boy, would our enemies love to see that shit, Roberts. Oh, yeah, yeah, they would. And you know what? What do you think would prompt Civil war. We're already in a cold civil yeah, war. Absolutely. I talked about that a while back. You and I talked about that together mm-hmm. many times. We're in a cold civil war. What would turn that into something more than just words? Uh, you know, I think the media is a big corporate, uh, or not corporate. I think that the the mainstream media is a great provocateur of what's going on. Here's an example. I'm on Yahoo News right now. And the headline of the article says, why Trump's removal would lead to a civil war. And everybody was talking as if Trump said that there will be civil war if he was impeached. But on the contrary, Robert Jeffress, he's a prominent evangelical supporter who Donald Trump quoted that if Donald Trump gets impeached, there will be a civil war. So, yep. I think here's the thing. We know one thing that sells, Scotty, and that's hate, right? We see enough of it in the radio industry. We see radio hosts always going after other radio hosts, trying to steal other listeners and trying to create drama because people want to hurry up and come back to the show to listen to what other kind of two-year-old bullshit is going on between radio hosts fighting with one another. Hatred sells, bro. Hatred sells. Um, You can get a white cop body slamming a black kid for being a thug, and you're going to get millions of views. You're going yep. to get something motivational on a video, and you ain't going to get shit for views. 
So let's nope. start with the media, and then let's start with the radicalization of our whole entire political system. The entire political system. I'm sick and tired. You're sick and tired. We're all sick and tired of being treated like a piece of shit taxpayer uh, who gets pushed aside to accommodate people that haven't contributed a goddamn thing to this country. I'm going to get in trouble for saying the GD word. I apologize, but I'm not deleting it. And you know what? We get pushed aside because we're angry about things not being taken care of, business not being done while we're watching half of our Congress not do their jobs, Mm -hmm. but work to delegitimize a sitting president. When we have a president, Roberts, that has finally had the balls to put China in their place, when we have a president, Roberts, that's finally starting to make the right moves in the Middle East, we all know what's going on in the Middle East, and we're not trying to liberate shit, just for the record. I don't care how you guys want to look at it. We ain't liberating shit in the Middle East. It's not about liberation. We know why we're there. We're not idiots. When we have a president who wants to call out the criminality within our system, our political system, you know, and then here's, here's another thing, Scotty. Here's another thing. Between May 2018 and August 2019, the intelligence community secretly eliminated a requirement that whistleblowers provide direct firsthand knowledge of alleged wrongdoing. So now it could be third-hand information, but yet that well, whistleblower can know what that be. was. You mentioned Pelosi knew about this ahead of time. Mm-hmm. That's legislation that was put in place by the left trying to find dirt on the president. So basically, if somebody has a bullshit story, it's now believable. You no longer need first hand. You you wonder why. You wonder why people are getting pissed off. Because when you see actions like this, and then you hear about our alphabetical agencies that are going along with this shit, like the CIA and the FBI, these agencies that are supposed to look after our national security, and they're going along with this political bandstanding, this political circus, Tell me that's not going to piss people off. And so you finally have a president. Like I said, dude, I I have plenty of foul comments in regards to President Trump. But you know what? One thing I viciously support, I viciously support what he's doing. 100%. So do I. I just, sometimes his behavior, that's where I run into the problem with him, right? So with that being said, now we have politicians that are trying to dethrone somebody who is truly trying to bring this country back on the freaking map. We have a president who's finally going up against our enemies to make sure that they don't become a greater threat in the future. If we want to dethrone him, you're goddamn right. I'm telling you something. If he does get impeached, there will be rivers of blood in the streets. I hate to say it, Roberts. I hate to hear it, and I hate to say I hate to agree with you, but I do because um, I'm telling you what. All I'm hearing in the news, by the way, lately, over the last few days especially, is how much the nation is starting to shift toward the impeachment of the president. And I heard that on a station that's supposed to be fairly more conservative in their in their output. If you hear something and enough I heard that over and over again, it becomes reality. Yep, it becomes reality. And this is that Alinskyism also in place. And uh, I don't think that there is a greater number of people that agree with the left on this. I think that's polling data. Um, I've never quite gone along with polling data, uh, because what do you get when you're getting polling data? You're looking at most eh, 2,000 people out of 365 million 
whatever it is in the United States, uh, is not a fair representation of the way the nation thinks. It's the way a small segment of people think. So um, I don't buy that for a heartbeat. And the, the thing I'm getting at is you're right. I think if we saw now impeachment doesn't mean removal from office. Right. Impeachment could be the nail in the coffin to the left if they, but we do know this. And I told people on my own show a little earlier, I broke out of mold and I talked a little bit about civics tonight. Um, is that if uh, impeachment doesn't mean removal from office, impeachment is basically tantamount to the Democrats in the House of Representatives handing down an indictment, then it's got to go to trial, which happens in the Senate. Which could be extremely dangerous for the Democrat Party. Extremely dangerous for the Democrat Party. So they're working overtime to try to prove, and I think it's very funny that, funny, not ha-ha, funny, strange, uh, very telling, perhaps. They've been working for three years to delegitimize this president. It was Al Green, House of Representatives, Democrat, Texas, who offered his first uh, um, uh, impeachment uh, proposal the day of or the day after Trump's inauguration. Uh, and they've been doing this. It's been presented four times, impeachment has, and all been turned down. Uh, but now, they finally got something. Everything they've tried doesn't work, and they think they finally got something to hang their hats on. And that's a phone call that isn't the way they represent it. And uh, so uh, I'm going nowhere with that. No, how, how do you think people are going to take it? If you're in New York City, Roberts, and yeah. you call somebody the legal term illegal alien, and you can be fined $250,000. Or if you threaten to call ICE, you could be fined a quarter of a million dollars. Now, ah, isn't that? that going after our First Amendment? So I can't say, I cannot call ICE and say, you know what? There's a family of immigrants migrants that are working living down the street no you can't even say there's 40 there's, people coming in to, and out of that house yeah or illegal aliens because if you call them to say there's illegal aliens down the street boom quarter yep. million dollars dude fine what's up you know what it had me doing it had me go through my head okay what can i call them so i don't use that term but i don't live in new york city so i don't care but of course you know new york city has outlawed plastic straws too so it's okay that so. groups like baby thug antifa can sit there and harass literal elderly couple where one lady yep. is using a walker, calling this elderly lady a Nazi, that's okay. There ain't no hate mm. crime there, but you call an illegal alien an illegal alien, and New York City now wants What's to come at you? the definition of illegal alien? It's, an, it's somebody who is not born in this country who is here illegally. Why is that a bad term to use? It just blows my mind how... how everything and, and you know what here's the thing scotty is that it is being this is the trickle effect so new york city does it and they're gonna they're gonna ride it out they're gonna see how it goes and sure. if they don't get enough um pushback on it 
then you're going to get other cities that are going to start regulating the words you can and cannot say because they're going to label it as some kind of hate bullshit. Um, They're going to label it as something radical. And the majority of the time, it's going to be going after the right. You know what? Check it out. Illegal alien. And if you're a legal alien, I'm going to call ICE. Come and get me New York City. Oh, hey, Mr. de Blasio. Yo, check this out, bro. Yo, de Blasio, you listening? Has he dropped out of the race yet? I think well, there was talks that he was. Yeah, yeah. dude, I'm crabby. <laughs> From the beginning, he wasn't. Viable. I do, I do want to apologize to people uh, for using the GD word. I respect a lot of our listeners are are very strong in their religious beliefs, and um, so I'm apologizing to you, but I ain't taking it out of the show. That's that's where I'm sticking with that. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. This is way off a rabbit trail, but because Rocky said it, if you examine that commandment that everybody hails to thou shalt not use the name of the lord thy god in vain and that's why we can't say the gd word uh, why it's always been considered a minced oath and so on that's not what the commandment means it's not talking about swearing it's talking about if you read it in in the hebrew vernacular that it was written in it basically says this do not use the name of the Lord God for your vain and self-fulfilling purposes. For the person who does this will not be held guiltless. And so it's the idea of using God's name to uplift yourself for vain and self, uh, selfish reasons. It's not saying GD. Although I understand that there are people who are offended by that, and I get that. That's one of those things you can't say on TV but uh, or on radio. But that's not what it means, folks, just so you know. And if you doubt that, go look it up. Dude, I um, I want to, I kind of want to fight. Um, oh, Rachel Maddow has a new book out, bro. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll be missing that. Yeah, she can shut up, too. Big time she can shut up. You know, so, so here's the thing. You know, and I asked this a million times. I don't even know why I'm asking it again. Uh, when you look at the promotion of hatred for mainstream media. Um, it always seems like we're always defending ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We yep. always are getting accused, and then mainstream media picks up these accusations as reality that creates division. In the future, Roberts, how do we handle this? How do we handle the distribution of information and who controls the information that's being distributed? Um, you know, you even had Mark Zuckerberg that came forward that says that if Elizabeth Warren becomes the president, then they plan on taking our government to court because Elizabeth Warren is threatening to turn Facebook into a government, uh, whatever you call it, a government entity. Yeah. Um, and since when is it the right of the government to come in and take a privately held citizen owned entity like facebook and appropriate it as much as i disagree with a lot of things that facebook does as much as i disagree with it you're exactly right cannoli um this is the problem you know limited government this is why we've always talked about limited government is if you know you allow the government to get too big this is the shit that happens and and when we when i mentioned the trickle effect this is the trickle effect. They just add little things here and there, you know, so we don't feel the pain too much instead of this all coming down on us at one time where we're all going to get super pissed off at the same time and go and stop it. 
They're just trickling this shit. And most of the time, you know what? We don't even know what's happening because they got something else going on in the news that are going to piss us off. They're going to make us go on to Facebook and post all these bullshit articles and get, you know, arguments with people on Facebook while behind the scenes, all this real shit is happening and we don't even have a clue. This is so true. And, uh, um, I think we it's just need gradualism. To, it's we, something that I have seen since I was a kid in high school starting and that ball rolling, we were warned of gradualism back in the 1970s of this kind of train of thought taking over. How does a society or a government, a form of government fall? It falls from within. And it, it's usually not because the United States isn't going to fall because somebody attacks us from the outside. Uh, we're going to fall because we attack ourselves from the inside. Uh, we do think you look at all the great civilizations that are out there that fell. You start with the Egyptians. You you look at the Romans. You look at the at the Greeks, the Persians. All of those great civilizations fell from within. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is what's going to happen to us because there is a mindset, and and this is where you have to find the balance between. What is that good and neighborly and wonderful and loving and gushy kumbaya thing to do? And what is the government's responsibility in making that kind of thing happen? There has to be that differentiation between what you do as an individual citizen or a group of individual citizens versus what you allow the government to take over. Mm -hmm. And when the government runs things, folks, the government owns things. Uh, if the government is allowed to put money into things, the government has say in those things. That's part of the reason why there is a separation of church and state. Uh, it's so the government, it's it wasn't so much the government being protected from religion. It was religion being protected from government. And uh, And those two things are symbiotic, by the way. So it's a wide open topic. It's a big topic. It's, it's a huge topic. And we didn't even cover anything um, no. because there's so much to cover is what I'm getting at. You know, I, I, while you were talking, Roberts, I was just looking at uh, the uh, Colbert crowd chance, lock him up as Hillary begins. in. do you think Hillary's considering going? <laughs> do you, I have no idea. I'm looking at her face, dude. And I don't <laughs> like her. I don't, I just, Oh, I, I heard some things she said just over the weekend that were uh, uh, the things she called uh, Trump and the, 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 the stance she's taking on this. Hopefully people see through, but people still listen to her. They still put her out there. It's funny so, how, how Clinton, she was on the show and she says uh, she believes Trump committed impeachable offenses. It's funny. You know, it's kind of like throwing stones in a glass house because it was her old man who got freaking impeached. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she well, should yeah. shut her freaking mouth. But here is a big question. Do these people really believe that they are the moral compass, that they are right in all of this? I think they do. That's the problem, is that they don't see, uh, it's, it's the whole thing of saying uh, you can't see the forest through the trees. Um, it's that idea. It's that Hillary Clinton, I think, believes that she didn't do anything wrong. And then if they know they've done something that other people might interpret as corrupt, they justify that away. 
by saying, but I'm doing such a good thing for the people and hmm. for na the nation. Therefore, I can justify that away. That's narcissistic, if you ask me, bro. It certainly is. It certainly is. All right, Scotty, we only got a couple minutes left. Um, let everybody know about your stream that you do every sure. single Monday through Friday. Yes, it's the Intrepid Radio Program. Um, I was on earlier this evening. You can see it every evening, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, over on my channel, Mr. Scotty Roberts, Mr. All Spelled Out. And uh, also on the uh, Odyssey Radio Network, ODYSY1.com, where it, it hits all the, uh, it's just audio over there. Mm -hmm. If you want to see the visual, just like this, join the chat room. Uh, come on over to uh, see the simulcast on my YouTube page. You can also look up Intrepid Radio on iTunes and um, Spreaker. Yes. And because yes. he is distributed through iTunes and, and Spreaker and iHeart. My bad, brother. So iHeart, iTunes, and Spreaker. If you missed the video, don't have time. If you're driving, you want to listen to something, just look up Intrepid Radio or Scotty Roberts on the Odyssey Radio Network, Mondays through Fridays, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And, of course, this show, again, folks, thank you guys. I apologize. As you guys can see, um, it has been a rough ride for the meatball here, but we are pulling through. We're pushing through. I, every day it's we're just taking a day by day for you know right now i have no idea uh what's gonna happen tomorrow next week but i sure can't wait till the surgery gets done and i can move on with life so with that being said do not forget to join or visit the website streamingtalkradio.com there you will find all the information for the big cannoli and everybody else involved with streaming talk radio as, as well as this show our videos podcast links and all the sites that you can contact connect with us from instagram twitter facebook etc etc ladies and gentlemen we love the hell out of you guys we appreciate each and every one of you for taking your time out to spend your time with us that being said much love and much respect to you and your family and never forget rule number one don't take shit from nobody love the hell out of you guys good night everybody